You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. Welcome back to another episode here on Locked On Bulldogs on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, and that's what we do. We talk about UGA football and basketball as fans do. Because why? Well, first of all, we're fans. Wait for it. We're, okay. We're fans. Secondly, okay. you're a fan. So, okay. So why now are we going to talk somewhere? about anything other than what fans want to talk about? I'm very confused. It's like somebody coming up to me and saying, Clint, I really want to talk to you about the migration pattern of North Korean hummingbirds. Be like, <laughs> why? Why? Why do I feel like this is a real life example <laughs> of your, your actual weird mis- Midwestern life that you're living over there? So is this what people talk about in the Midwest? Uh, Gurf, can we verify? Is this what people talk about in the Midwest? Is that accurate? Uh, Gurf, get on the get on the Twitter machine. Let them know what we talk about. It's fine, brother. Uh, hey, if you are new to the podcast, we are glad you're here. He is Daniel. I am Clint. We talk about UG every single day like you do with other fans because, like we just said, we are fans. So if you want some gurus or insiders to let you know which 17-year-old may or may not come to your school. We're not it. We have a hard and fast rule against such communication with minors. However, if you want to talk about feels and thoughts and insights of all-decade teams, schedules, current players, and how JT Daniels will become the best quarterback UGA has ever seen, well, you're in the (laughs) right spot because we talk like fans. See, right there, I got half of y'all throwing things at me. I got the other half of you doing giving hallelujahs at me and that's what mm-hmm. we're that's what we're here for to be clear stetson bennett was good enough to beat auburn just, just he might not have been good enough to win us a national no. championship but but by golly he was better than bo nicks uh, well well he well he was better than bo nick can we talk about gus malzahn at ucf right now oh my real quick quick side trail gus, no let's do it okay. let's let's go okay. all the way okay Okay, here. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, there's emails and Twitter machines. We're yeah, all yeah. Email us. Give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Twitter, yep. at Dogs Podcast. Subscribe and leave us a, a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it uh, ever so much. Um, this is not scheduled. It's not on the pre-production sheet. You'll be shocked to learn. But um, uh, talk to us, Clint. What, what, do, you, what, do, what do you got? Uh, well, here we go. UCF, University of Central Florida, has dubbed themselves the national champions many times before without actually winning a national championship, okay? They've done it, yeah. Um, can you think of a school better fit for Gus Malzahn than those who claim something that has no actual existence whatsoever, Daniel? Because I can't. Gus Malzahn is this person, the best offensive coordinator, the best offense guru in the nation. Now, all that being said... <clears throat> Gus Malzahn had no business being in the SEC, but I'll tell you what right now, I will tell you what right now, UCF got themselves a perfect marriage, Daniel, a perfect oh, marriage. This is they? exactly what they want to be. This is exactly who they thought they were. This is exactly what they primed themselves up for. Gus comes in in a picture-perfect scenario for himself. This was cherry-picked for him. There was no other school. It's not like Gus can all of a sudden go up to Colorado and change Colorado's offensive scheme to fit his and take his style of football. The bus can't go into Colorado and do that sort of thing. The bus can't go over to Rutgers and do that. But I'll tell you what the bus can do. It can slide right on over Central Florida and just right in. keep on moseying as if nothing changed. Just to be clear, 
Who's a better coach? Josh Heupel, UCF's previous coach, or Gus Malzahn? Gus Malzahn. Answer, Clint. Thank you. Gus Thank you. Malzahn. They, they made to a be marked clear, improvement. Let me, let me ask another question. Who's a better quarterback, Clint? Bo Nix or Dylan Gabriel? Dylan Gabriel. Home against Boise State. Are you ready? Please At Louisville. Me. Home against UConn. At Cincinnati. Circle it. <laughs> y- y'all know my At love for Navy. At Navy. At SMU. At Temple. Home against East Carolina. Home against Memphis. Home against Tulane. Home against USF. Clint, you ready for a hot take? UCF is going 12-0 and next year. No. no. UCF is going to go 12 12- and O under Gus Malzahn first year coach next season. Um get ready. I, I'll take eleven and one. I'll take eleven and one. He, get again, ready. Again, it's coming. when you usually have first year head coaches, it usually takes a little bit. There's no little bit of adjustment here, guys. There's none whatsoever. No, this is they are used to this kind of a sit. Now they're going to have to get used to Gus's terminology. Sure, but he's going to have his hands all over the play calling. He's going to be all over the offense. He's got a an experienced veteran quarterback who is used to this kind of thing. Who is frankly much better suited for it than yep. any quarterback he's had at Auburn in quite some time. And so, I like UCF's. Uh, I like the decision on their part. And the schedule shapes up. Listen, there's the the. The game at Cincinnati is tough, but they get Memphis at home. Oh, that's yep. um, they get some of their other big games. They Boise State to open the season. They get them at home. Uh, listen, I don't hate this schedule. Look out for Gus next year. All right, we got to get into this or that. It's Thursday, which is when we like to play some random hypothetical games, and we like to call it this or that. The premise of the game is simple. If you're new to the podcast, you can get with this. Or you can get with that. And the things that you're choosing between are deciding which of these are best for the University of Georgia. Okay? Correct. Not which do you personally prefer, but which are best for the University of Georgia. And so, um, Clint, I'm going to ask you this first one. Uh, you put it on the sheet, so I assume you have an answer. So you can get with this or you can get with that. Okay. 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 This... Let me see if I'm reading this right. Do you, Dan, you want me to explain this, it to you? Yeah, okay. Well, okay. This is, there's, there's a preamble. There's a preamble. Here's the preamble. The, let, me, let me give is, you the preamble. As you keep reading, clearly the, the pre-production notes went well. If you keep listen, reading. I didn't know there was going to be so much reading in this job. <laughs> the preamble is this. Georgia has just come out as the seventh easiest schedule of those most likely to make the college football playoff. So of all the teams that have the best shot of making a college football playoff, Georgia has been listed as the seventh easiest path to that uh, to that. Playoff time. Okay. Because if you get past Clemson, which is the hardest game of the year, after that, we we have some more favorable matchups. We got teams at home. We're not playing A&M. We don't draw out some of the bigger opponents from the other side of the division. Yada, 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 yada. All that good stuff is there. So that's the preamble. We have the seventh best or easiest schedule of those, all the teams in America looking to make the college football playoff. With that being said. To be clear, to be clear, listeners, did you hear all those words he just said? Do you want, I'm supposed to, 
I'm supposed to read read all that before the all right. Anyway, give me give us the this or that. One. Here's the this or that. Would you rather have a schedule like this year that has a marquee number one early season game against one of the best teams in the nation? So would you rather have one of the top four teams in the nation play us to begin the year and then have an easier schedule? And and I laugh when I say easier SEC schedule because it's the SEC, but. We don't draw some of the harder opponents um, like a, like an A&M or LSU or Bama. Or would you rather have a full schedule of higher-end opponents, not average to lower, but would you rather have every single year pick some of the best teams uh, that come in and play but not the top cream of the crop, maybe somewhere in the like the 20 to 50 range of best teams in the country coming and play us? This is a no. This is an easy choice for me. I'm going to choose the, what I assume is this, the first choice, and that is the marquee non-conference game, and then a softer SEC schedule. And the reasoning is very simple. First of all, on the softer SEC schedule, it's not dodging anybody because you always have to play Alabama or, in the rare case, LSU in the SEC championship game anyway. There's no reason to mess around with them in the regular season when the game essentially means nothing and you have to beat them in the SEC championship game in order to get where you want to go. Uh, so I don't need to play Alabama in the regular season. I don't need to play LSU in the regular season. If they're good enough to play us, they can play us in the SEC championship game, and that's fine with me. Plus, a marquee non-conference game. The game of the year, Clint, is happening the very first week of the season, it's happening in Charlotte, right down the street from the Chili's, in fact. Um, the game of the year is UGA versus Clemson. Correct. And all the eyes of college football will be upon it. That's where you want to be. Those games against Notre Dame. Those games against Clemson. Those games against... Give me Ohio State on the schedule. Freaking give me Ohio State on the schedule, Clint. Give me Michigan. Give me Oregon. Give me these types of big-time non-conference matchups. We play the same SEC teams year in, year out. I don't need to play Texas A&M. I don't need to play LSU. No. We'll play Alabama in the SEC championship game. Always give me the marquee non-conference game, no matter what. This is the easiest decision, Guys, okay, it's the SEC, first of all, okay? So you don't think Lane going to be getting teams up and rolling soon, Daniel? Check Alabama game last year. Hello. Do, do Are they thinking about making a rule change where you don't have to play defense? <laughs> if so, <laughs> they, are they considering that? If so, if so, Kirby may not be the man for the job, and Lane Kiffin may be the best coach in college football. That is correct. Um, no, this is easy. Give me a top four matchup to start off the year. Give me barometer. Give me understanding. And then give us the whole year playing less than ideal matchups all throughout. Because uh, it's still going to be a meat grinder regardless as the SEC. But also, on top of that, we have the marquee already taking care of the best game of the season, which we cannot wait for, September 4th against Clemson. We are very much looking forward to that. Hey, we're going to come back uh, after this and give another this or that. And it has to do with recruiting and transfer portals, which, by the way, those have no uh, emotional tethering 
to Georgia fans whatsoever. Is that correct, Daniel? Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Is that right? I don't think we have hmm. feelings at all about the portal or about recruiting. But I do have feelings about Rock Auto, Daniel. Can I share my feelings about Rock Auto with you? You know what? Please do, and please do reference our 2008 Subaru Outback. 2008 Subaru Outback is in a little disrepair. Yes, it's not because the Subaru's fault. It's our fault. We mishandled it. The brakes have mm. gone bad on this. Uh, mm. The spoiler is a little flimsy. Paint is chipping. Headlights are cracked, and we need parts for it, but that's no problem because we just go to rockauto.com, and every single part that our car will ever need is right there. They have great low prices. They have shipped straight to your doorstep. You don't have to go in and meet perm haircut Ryan anymore. Say goodbye to those days. Mm. Actually, go in there one last time and just look him in the face and say, I never have to talk to you again. Never again. And then walk never back again, out and Ryan. sit on your phone and order the parts from the parking lot of the auto parts store. Mm. Rockauto.com is the last stop your car will ever need because it has all the parts that your car will ever need. Let them know we sent you by putting locked into the how did you hear about us section. Rockauto.com, every part your car will ever need. We have another this or that, and this is Daniel's this or that. I'm going to try reading it because it's just filled with all sorts of it's, shenanigans. He's making that up. There's this very straightforward. <laughs> it's very straightforward. <laughs> what is it, this or that, Daniel? Yes. All right. Uh, you can get with this, and that is the University of Georgia, the team that you cheer for, always signs the number one prospect in the transfer portal. Okay. Every year, regardless of the position that that prospect plays. Every year, so whether we need them or not, the best player available in the portal is always signed by UGA. Obviously, West Virginia cornerback Drayshon Miller just entered the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. A lot of UGA eyes are uh, peeping that direction given the obvious need for a corner and the fact that his uh, coach is currently our defensive backs coach. Whoa, and so that's a coincidence. Uh, that seems, you know, when college, this happens all the time in college basketball. They, you'll be like, they will be talking about like a five star freshman on a basketball team and they'll be like, and his dad is an assistant coach on the team. <laughs> you'll be like, oh, hmm. I wonder when hmm. he got that job hmm. and what his qualifications were. <laughs> Look, we can't say that. I'm that's not saying. I'm not saying that that's what happened in this situation, but if Jason Miller comes to uh, UGA, that will be convenient. So Transfer Portal has been good at times to the University of Georgia. So you can get with this, which is we sign the best player available every single year okay. in the Transfer Portal. Um, or every single year, we sign the number one high school player in the country, regardless of their position and our needs. Look, here's what this comes down to. Um, do you want the leftover has-beens quarterback of some team? Because mm. the top-ranked mm. transfer is going to be a quarterback every single year. Okay, that's. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if that's accurate. I, I think it is. All right. Based upon based upon now again, what's this number one ranking as Daniel? Based upon the stars. Yeah, that's what the, nobody really ranks the right. transfer portal. Right. I mean, I'm sure there are people that do, but let's just say some objective third party. Okay. Is putting out a ranking system, and that's who. 
like that's who you're going to get. Okay. So it's obvious like it's it's not let's say it's based on let's what say the stars were coming on out of college production. Yeah, or and and some oh. sort of a formula that includes the stars coming out of high school and college production. Okay. Well that that may actually sway me now, Daniel. Because because what I was looking, I was just looking based upon facts. Like right now, uh, Jarrett Guarantano Hano is uh, no is nope is going to Washington State as their next quarterback. Tate Martell is on to what I assume is his twenty second team since becoming eligible to play in NCAA. Um, I was just about to say Tate Martell will be the person that you have to take every single year because he will be in the transfer portal for the rest of his life. That's what I mean. Um, no, Daniel. I, Give me the number one high school kid every single year, without a doubt. I'm going to get more variety. Um, it's going to help recruiting elsewhere. If I get the number one kid in the country, he's going to have friends that are coming with him. He's People are going to want to come play with him. I could get a quarterback, could get a running back, could be a defensive lineman. It's going to be able to spread out. I'm going to get dip across the whole range of the team. Give me the number one high school player every single year. See, I... Oof, this is tough, but I, I think I disagree. I do like your argument. Your most compelling argument is the the recruiting spreads. And so you get the number one player in high school, and you're going to get a bunch of other players as well. There's a reason but, that a couple players want to come play with Brock, right? But I would argue that the number three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten players in high school are often better than the number one player in high school. Sure. Now— of all the transfers that are going to different schools this year, Clint, are very many of them going to be better than Eric Gilbert, who's going to Florida? No, no, that's like no, they're not. That's pretty no, it's, tops. See, we know who these people are. We know who they are because they've shown who they are, and so if someone were to objectively rate them, it would be very obvious that Eric Gilbert is the best transfer on the market. And so he's going to Florida, and he's going to ball out at Florida. We've talked about that already on this podcast. Uh, number one high school player in the country is still a it's still a will he or won't he mm-hmm. live up to the expectation. Number one port player in the transfer portal will be good on your team, period. You can take it to the bank. They will be good on your team. Mm-hmm. That's that's my take. Uh, all right. We got one more hypothetical, and it's coming up in the last segment, basketball-related. Georgia got a win. Does that mean good things for the future of UJ? But first, maybe uh, you saw that Georgia was a home underdog against Missouri. And you and you said, not today, no. Missouri. You <laughs> no, said that They're on a two-game losing Austin. streak? Missouri and and we just got blown out by Alabama so all the money is probably mm. skewed the other way mm. give me plus three and a half at home for the boys yes sir go to betonline.ag like I did and put your hard-earned money on UGA at home against Missouri like I did and win like I did Hey-o. when Georgia wins like they did 
BetOnline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. They are the place to go for betting on golf, basketball, hockey, uh, the NCAA tournament. Uh, you bet on cricket. You can bet on rugby. Sure. You bet on Premier League. You bet on whatever it is that you want to wager your hard-earned dollars on. And right now, if you go to BetOnline.ag and you enter the promo code Locked On, you are going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your initial deposit. So you make a deposit and they will match 50% of that and add it to your account at betonline.ag. Enter the promo code locked on your online sportsbook experts. All right, so Clint, this is not a this or that, okay. full disclosure. It is a fact or fiction. Whoa! Whoa! I know. It's not even Friday. We used to do factor fictions on Friday, but now on Friday we're, do, we're counting down the most exciting players, which, by the way, come back tomorrow. Number 22 on the list, and it's a doozy. Oh. It's a doozy. Uh, Clint, factor fiction. The, the basketball team coming off a big win against a ranked Missouri team. Now, yes, not all teams are, cre- not all ranked teams are created equal. Missouri probably shouldn't be ranked, but they were, and we beat them, and it's good. Factor fiction. The door is still open for an NCAA at-large bid to the tournament. At-large bid, not winning the conference tournament. Uh, that's fiction, Daniel. Yikes. There is. So you're no. telling me there's no chance. Here's, here's what I'm the, telling you. This is no an chance. anti-Lloyd Christmas and Dumb and Dumber situation. I'm so going you're the telling opposite. me there's no chance. I'm going the, here's why I think there is no chance. And it has everything to do with what I believe the NCAA tournament is all about. And it's about two things. It's one, about viewership. And it's about getting people excited, Daniel. It's about making the bills. Okay. Okay. okay? Now, that's not... That's not what I think it's about, but it's it's what the NCAA selection committee, because these are selection committees. It's just the same reason why Notre Dame is in the college football playoff every single year. Daniel, do that's they a, deserve to be a, there? That's a fallacy, but okay. I'll allow it. it. Do they, should they be there? No. Well, they, every time they are there, they do get it handed to them. They get it handed to them. Why? Because they have optics and they have notoriety and they have appeal. Okay, Daniel. Um, Correct. We have been blown out too many times. <clears throat> we have good wins, not great wins. And I have not seen yet. Have you seen one person predicting us to make the the NCAA tournament out of anybody? No, no I haven't either. No. And typically when that happens, there should be at least somebody saying, hey, watch out for Georgia. Hey, watch out for Georgia. I haven't seen that one time. And these people have their pulse on it. That's my that's my most damning evidence against us is the fact that nobody is talking about us being in whatsoever. And they usually have some good understanding of what the committee is looking for. Yeah, Clint, I, I wish I could disagree with you. Um, and so I'm going to. Uh, Daniel does what he wants. It's a fact. The door is still open. Now, the, it is cracked. And you oh. understand, sometimes it's almost as if, like, you push the door closed, but the the, hint, the latch didn't <laughs> quite catch. And so it just, like, popped back open. It just sure. sl- slid back open just a little bit. And so you might it might look closed, but but technically speaking, you don't have to turn the knob. In order to open the door, it will just slide right open, and I consider that to be an open door. By the way, Daniel's <laughs> describing his career path in every single job he's ever gotten. 
I am this this door is open if you don't have to work have to fight to get in it. And so I'm gonna say yes. The door is still technically open. All right, let's talk about where Georgia is. Okay. They are before this game, they were sitting at ninety-eighth in the net rankings. The most the most predictive ranking system for who makes the NCAA tournament. Ninety-eighth, not good. By the way, the last two losses, the blowouts you talked about, Clint. Mm-hmm. Um, the last two losses that Georgia had, um, probably pretty detrimental to the uh, net rankings, wouldn't you say? I would think so, but wait. Guess how many spots we moved? Three? It's zero. It's zero spots. We moved zero spots after losing to Tennessee and then losing by one million points to Alabama. Do you know why, Clint? Because in college basketball, when you lose to good teams, it does not hurt you. It doesn't hurt you. Is it's a, it's as if the game never happened. Sure, it's not like college football. When you beat good teams, it does help you. This win against Missouri will help us. We will move up in the net rankings after this win. Now, what's the rest of the schedule look like? We have three more games. We might have a makeup game against Texas A and M, so possibly four more games. But right now, there are three more games, and they are against. Florida on the road. Okay. That's a quad one game. We win that game. That's another quad one victory. Um, who's the next thing against LSU at home? That's another quad one victory as of right now. All right. And then South Carolina is a game on the road that we have to win. Um, might be as much as a, might be even a quad two game, which would be huge for us if it was, um, but South Carolina is a team that we absolutely have to beat. We have to go three and zero in these three games. There is no, there is no doubt about that. Okay. Texas A and M, if that game gets made up, it actually doesn't even help us. I would rather we don't Not make play. it up, yeah, because Texas A and M is bad, and so there's nothing to gain. There's everything to lose for Georgia if we play that game. If the SEC tournament started today, Clint, Georgia would be the eighth seed sure. in the SEC tournament. Sure, eight out of fourteen. Okay, but do you know what that means? That's actually good because that means that um, that we match up against we would match up against the three seed in mm-hmm. the first round. Uh, no, no, no. Wait, is that true? Yes, because no, the top four teams get double buys. No, it wouldn't. We would actually match up against the nine seed in the first round. But assuming we beat Kentucky, who is the nine seed right now. Then we would match up against the one seed, which is Alabama, which sounds like we play Alabama again. That's bad for Georgia, but it's actually the best possible scenario for Georgia, because if you want to make the NCAA tournament, you need quality wins. If Georgia has an opportunity to get two more quad one wins in the SEC tournament, if all of that happens, I'm saying Georgia wins the next six games in a row sure, and then loses in the finals of the SEC tournament. This Georgia team will make the NCAA tournament. Do you know why no experts are talking about that, Clint? Because that's never going to happen. Okay. Okay. So again, it's it's there's zero chance, Daniel. No. There's a chance. Okay. I'm telling you, there's a chance. Okay. What was all this one in a million talk? Okay. I'm telling you, there's a chance. Okay. Do you guys? Do you guys? It's know not that, a good chance. Do you guys know it's that a good friend chance. that really likes Coen Brothers movies and tries to get you to watch them and enjoy them as well? Because by the way, that's me, really quick. I'm that guy. Sure. So this is a very okay. personal, real analogy. You know, Sounds every, personal. You know, every time you try to convince them and people 
their eyes glaze over and they're like, what are you talking uh-huh. about? That That's what you're doing by telling me that we have a chance to make the NCAA tournament, Daniel. <sighs> All right. Listen, if you're not willing to hold on to hope, then I don't know if I can call you a Georgia fan. So I, just. Yeah. I'm dead inside, which means I'm already predisposed to be a Georgia fan. Mm, touche. At Florida on Saturday. If we lose the game, there's no chance that we make the NCAA tournament as an at-large. We have to win the SEC tournament. Yes. But you beat Florida on Saturday. Things open The ball up. keeps rolling, and there's there's a chance. Okay. We could do this, Georgia. Justin Kyer, keep dribbling to the basket I, I'll instead you, of shooting. I'll tell you this right now. Yes. Th- we saw all, all things against Missouri were on display exactly how we wanted them to be. The defense, this defense, Clint, Ooh. one word to describe them, scrappy. Yeah. I was going to say nasty, scrappy, yes, same, same Tenacious. Thing. Yep. Tenacious. Mm. Um, they're not big or physical or particularly good, but they no. are scrappy. Jackson, Etter. Yep, come on down. Me, give me all the minutes. All give of them. me all the minutes from this guy. Katie, I'm fairly certain <laughs> Katie is going to celebrate wildly and knock somebody out by accident in his celebrating yes. wildly. It will probably be Tumani Kamara. <laughs> probably. I'm just this is a prediction from just from here at Lockdown Bulldogs. Yep. He will catch an accidental haymaker from KD Johnson as he celebrates. Yep. And Tumani will go down like a sack of potatoes. He, he <laughs> will not be he will need a cart to get him off the court. <laughs> yep. We will all be on our knees praying for Tumani as he is as he is discharged from the arena. Listen. KD Johnson, you want a bold prediction? Who? KD Johnson, when he's a senior in Athens, and he will be a senior in Athens, I will it to be so. Okay. KD Johnson will be a first team all SEC player, and he might be the SEC player of the year. He's he's got all the makings, guys. He is com- he's coming, guys. He is coming. This is the kind of player we need more of yes, at sir. Georgia. Yes, sir. Uh We'll talk more about that when the season's over. I've got a whole list of basketball thoughts to get to. Uh, the problem with Georgia basketball is not what you think the problem with Georgia basketball is. Um, and guys like KD Johnson are evidence of that. So what, what, what my tinfoil hat was to the offensive playbook last year, Daniel. List, yes, I correct. gave it to Daniel and I said, correct. here you go. Run wild, young man. J- James Coley might as well be an assistant coach on the basketball team because I am drawing up conspiracy theories. I have got a chalkboard. There's a beautiful mind segment going on right now. I've got just deltas and all sorts of weird symbols on a chalkboard behind me. He's got hieroglyphics, uh, guys. I've never seen this. It's weird stuff. Okay. Listen. Hey, come on back tomorrow where we will be talking about the 22nd most exciting player. This is not the most important, but the most exciting player to Daniel and I for this upcoming 2021 UGA football season. Come back, find out who it is. Hint, it's a linebacker. We'll see you guys then. See ya.